Welcome to the Harshman Travel Radio Show segment on Building Fortunes Radio with your hosts, Pamela and Ron Harshman and Peter Mingle. Make sure you check us out by clicking on the Harshman Travel Radio Show link on buildingfortunesradio.com. That's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. Pam and Ron's success as entrepreneurs has allowed them to pursue their passion in the travel industry. Listen to Harshman Travel Radio Show and learn about Pam and Ron as they discover the joy that comes from being part of the travel industry. You might have a chance of working with them in their business ventures and your travel plan. So listen in and enjoy the journey. Now on to our Building Fortunes Radio Show with Pam and Ron Harshman and Peter Mingle. Let's get started, Peter. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. We are here on the Harshman Travel Radio Show segment. We do this every Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, for those people that are listening in, we, we make it live almost every Friday, every once in a while. We might need a replay for whatever reasons, either technology or maybe some personal stuff or, you know, those types of issues. But we are always here and uh, on Fridays. And for you, you might miss some on the live side. So if you go back to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash Harshman Travel, you'll be able to hear the previous radio shows that we've done. I always like to tell people that are listening in, because we always have new listeners, you know, how this whole thing got started. And it started with when I started Building Fortunes Radio in 2012, 2013, I asked Pam Harshman, who was a customer of ours, to host a radio show segment um, because she was really so good at building home-based businesses. And she told me at that time, like, Peter, I'm not really sure if we're going to be doing the regular home-based business like that MLM stuff anymore. We've decided to become travel agents. And I said, oh, geez, well, that sounds good for you. But I was a little bit concerned. I said, you know, I really liked working with you. And like, let's figure out how we can make this thing work. I started thinking through, you know, people in any genre, if you will, they're looking to always travel more. I mean, lots of people like to travel more. That's that's on everybody's bucket list. And a lot of people are looking for good, responsible agents in a world where you have, unfortunately, um, I came up with this little acronym lately or this little slogan lately, um, expect incompetence, which the um part was understand mistakes and the expect incompetence is expect incompetence, where even if you're calling the company directly, you really don't know what's going on. So in the world of outsourcing customer service, I realized that there's going to be a big problem in the future. This is way back then. There's going to be a big problem in the future with really getting good travel agents. And I realized the brick and mortar travel agents were probably going away for those people that remember what those things look like. And I said, you know, it'd be really great if we had our own Building Fortress Radio travel agency, if you will, where people can go and get um, good, reliable service all the time. So I figured, well, let's do the first thing as far as part as the uh, radio show is concerned, getting a little bit about their background so you can share the same level of enthusiasm that I have towards them. And then we'll do a commercial break and then right after that, we'll come back with some new news from, you know, the travel agency as, as per Ron. Ron usually gives us the updates on the good, the bad, and lots of expanding stuff that's happening in the uh, travel industry. So we'll get that as well. And just to mention, you know, here we are at the second month, I can't believe it already, of 2024. There's, I mean, this is the time to probably start booking stuff for your spring, summer, fall, holidays, and maybe even into 2025. So take advantage of the stuff that Harshman Travel has to say. So we're going to do the introductions. First, we'll go with Pam. Thanks for being here. Pam, on your own radio show. Hi, 
Peter. Good to have you again and or be here again. And uh, uh, like you, I can't believe that we are well into February. It's like, okay, countdown to Christmas. <laughs> Not really. That was fast. Yeah, that was fast. <laughs> yeah, a little bit about my background is I started my working years as a 911 dispatcher up in the Pacific Northwest. And slow but sure, worked myself up into court administration. I absolutely loved my job. I was very content, very satisfied. And it just so happens about that time, I met my husband that lived kitty corner all the way across the country down in Florida. And uh, it didn't take me long to move down here and join him. And once down here, I, I didn't want to start down in the ladder zone anymore, so I was looking for something that I could do uh, primarily uh, working from home and independently. Ended up getting my realtor's license and followed by my broker's license, and I sold real estate in South Florida for several years. Uh, Then just kind of, you know, felt that wasn't my niche, and so I went and got my life and health insurance license. And I sold Medicare supplements to the senior population. I have to say, I love that job. I loved going into the homes of seniors and was trying to explain and navigate them through the whole uh, Medicare, you know, field and what their options were and all that good stuff. But I never knew what was going to happen. I would sometimes go into a home that I thought I was going to meet with just one senior woman and end up with, you know, her whole bunko group or, you know, they had all set up with four or five of them as a tea party. And it was uh, always fun. And sometimes I'd have just a couple or several couples. And so I just kind of rolled with the punches, but it was very satisfying because in my opinion, Once you do become a senior, what you do with your health care is probably the most important decision you're going to make for the rest of your life because that kind of paves the path for your medical care. But anyway, um, at the same time, I was getting these carrots dangling in front of me from my Facebook news feed about MLMs and home-based businesses, and as you had mentioned. I was a customer of yours, and uh, I have to say I had some winners, but I had a couple losers in there. But yes, we did build teams, and I learned so much uh, uh, being active in that whole area. Um, but uh, at the same time, it was, you know, it, it let's just say it was a learning experience. But uh, at least you and I stayed friends, and uh, we just got closer all the way along as we went. And so that was something wonderful came out of that. Uh, But one day when I was out in my travels, one of my girlfriends had called and out of the blue just asked me if Ron and I had ever thought about becoming travel agents. And it was like, whoa. It was so uh, surprising because it had not been even a week since Ron and I had uh, been talking about travel. And uh, we were kind of comparing bucket lists and stuff. We were empty nester baby boomers, and, you know, we had some disposable income, and certainly both of us were able to make our own work schedule. 
so we were kind of comparing notes and where we wanted to go first and all that good stuff. So when she said that, it blew me away, and I could not wait to get home and talk to Ron about it. And once I did, we sat down and we did some research on the Internet and weighed the pros and cons and then decided to jump in both feet, get all the education we could get our hands on, and uh, go from there. It turned out, ultimately, we got all the proper licensures, and we have done a whole lot more traveling than we probably would have done otherwise, and at the same time, we've really helped a whole lot of people uh, stretch their travel dollars. That was until COVID hit, and everything came to a screeching halt worldwide in the travel field. So it is back now and we are running full force, and uh, uh, so many things are better than they ever were before, and so that's a plus. At least a little positive came out of it, and uh, uh, we're looking forward to uh, many more years of lots of travel. Excellent. Okay, good. And then, Ron, over to you. Okay, thanks, Peter. Good to be with you again. Uh, My background is uh, very different from Pam's. I spent uh, many years as a licensed clinical psychologist, very heavily involved in my own clinical work, my own clinical practice, etc. But I also uh, ventured into the uh, behind the scenes uh, area of the self-regulatory aspects of the profession and uh, got involved with that as a result of a, a very good friend of mine when I first started out. Uh, she was a mentor. Uh, she suggested that uh, once I started uh, getting involved in my training, it would be very advantageous for me to uh, get involved in the Provincial Association of Psychologists and uh, become uh, a, a part of that uh, behind-the-scenes working group. She said that uh, she thought I had a lot to offer, but also... I could gain a lot uh, just getting the knowledge of how things really work and uh, really seeing the uh, ins and outs of uh, day-to-day operations. So I did follow her advice. I got involved in the Provincial Association. I was elected to the uh, Board of Directors, sat on uh, ethics committees and professional affairs committees, and uh, shortly after that uh, also ventured forward to get involved in the National Association, the uh, Canadian Association of Psychologists, and uh, was very fortunate to uh, be elected as chairperson of the applied division of that organization, again sitting on the board of directors, uh, chairing the uh, ethics committees, professional affairs committees, representing the Canadian Association with the Sister Association here in the United States, the American uh, Psychological Association. Learned a lot, saw a lot of things that uh, were were very uh, eye-opening and and somewhat shocking. Um, But uh, again, uh, as I said earlier, it's a part of the profession that very few professionals get to know regardless of the profession, whether Uh, people are in uh, dentistry, medicine, law, whatever, most professionals join their professional association. They uh, might attend the annual conventions. 
but that's the extent of their involvement. And uh, most professionals do not have a clue of all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, the uh, government interaction, uh, et cetera, uh, the ethics uh, concerns and dealing with uh, those uh, professionals who are not being very professional, et cetera. So it was a very uh, good experience for me. Again, at the end of my career, I was uh, very fortunate. Uh, I was uh, elected as a lifetime fellow of the Canadian uh, Psychological Association. So all around, it was uh, it was very good. Uh, I contributed a lot, but I uh, certainly gained a lot uh, from that involvement. Throughout my training, both in undergraduate and graduate school, I was very fortunate to have a number of professors who made a very strong point of saying that if we were even considering going into private practice, it would be very important to first gain as much experience as we could in a variety of clinical populations, uh, seeing how different uh, people have different life situations and different problems, because once you go into private practice, you uh, hang up your shingle, you advertise in the yellow pages, etc., but you really don't have a lot of control over who is going to call you for an appointment, what their life situation is, what their problems are that they are facing, and what they're looking to you uh, to uh, give them some help and guidance with. And if you have no clue of what they are facing, uh, you can very easily end up doing a lot more damage than uh, than good. And I, I took that advice very much to heart um, and started, even in my undergraduate years, uh, being committed to being able to work in pretty much every one of the social service delivery systems. I wanted to get as a broad base of uh, clinical experience as I could before going into private practice. And as a result of doing that, I was certainly much better prepared uh, when it came time uh, to go into private practice uh, to be ready to uh, take on those responsibilities. Once I got uh, into private practice, it wasn't very long before I started really specializing, working with young families, young couples, doing a lot of uh, sexual counseling, a lot of premarital, a lot of marital, uh, a lot of work with uh, children with uh, learning disabilities, etc. And as a result of working with that population, I found myself fairly quickly getting heavily involved uh, in the uh, legal system, uh, appearing in court as an expert witness in uh, child custody disputes, uh, in divorce actions, and um, unfortunately, dealing with young couples uh, in that situation, I found that uh, in many cases, uh, I was faced with very immature uh, young kids who had kids of their own, and uh, unfortunately, they had grown up in pretty much a throwaway society. If uh, it didn't work, you threw it away, got something else, and they 
looked at marriage the same way. So if their marriage wasn't working, it was uh, instant, uh, let's get a divorce. And unfortunately, in that situation, many of these uh, immature uh, young adults uh, were looking at their own children as the last battleground where they thought they could uh, score a uh, major uh, blow to their about-to-be ex-spouse. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of damage was being done in that uh, arena. Up until the time I got involved uh, in that uh, population, um, both in the United States and in Canada, there was pretty much a foregone conclusion in the court system that if you had a young couple going through divorce and there was a dispute over custody of young children, uh, the courts would almost always grant custody to mommy and visitation to daddy. And although that made sense in a lot of situations and worked out just fine in a lot of situations, we were seeing more and more um, instances where not only was it not working out uh, well, but it was very, uh, very destructive and really uh, doing a lot of damage. And around the time that I got involved, um, because of what was going on in the court system, we saw a major switch uh, both in Canada and in the U.S. The uh, judiciary uh, arena, the, the justices, um, first of all, in Canada at the Supreme Court level, made the determination that uh, going forward, any decisions about custody and access in a disputed custody uh, matter had to be based on the psychological best interests of the children involved. And that was a very sane decision, a very good decision. Um, unfortunately, at that time, there was no set um, way of determining the psychological best interest of the kids, and I found myself in a position with a lot of other uh, clinical practitioners, both clinical social workers and clinical psychologists, where we got together and decided that we really had to come up with some standardized uh, approaches to doing child custody investigations determining the uh, psychological best interests of the children involved and being able to go into court and uh, present those uh, findings, not as a hired gun from either mommy or daddy's uh, attorney, but really as, a, uh, as an officer of the court. So it was a very challenging, very rewarding work. Um, I ended up doing uh, several hundred court cases and uh, really had a, a significant input into developing that whole standardized uh, format. In any event, after Pam and I got together, we hadn't been together that long, before we decided to semi-retire, we moved from southeast Florida over to southwest Florida, started raising alpacas. Um, as Pam said, she got involved in the home-based business, multi-level marketing arena, and although I wasn't involved in that, I was fully supportive of her doing it, but when she came home and said she really wanted us to talk seriously about becoming professional travel consultants, 
that was something that really uh, just hit the mark for both of us. It was something that was very attractive. We did a lot of research into what it would be. We made the decision if we were going to do it, we would definitely do it the right way. We would get all the training necessary, get all the licensures necessary, et cetera. And we would also spend the time and energy finding those travel vendors who we felt comfortable representing and uh, working with who uh, cared about their uh, clients uh, the same way that we were uh, concerned about ours. And uh, it has worked out very, very well for us. We've done an awful lot more training or traveling than we ever would have been able to had we not become professional travel consultants. And uh, we've really helped a lot of people to make the most of their travel time and money. So until COVID came along, things were great. When COVID did come along, everything came to a screeching halt. But uh, you and I uh, maintained a fairly optimistic uh, approach to everything, Peter, and I'm pleased to say that our prognostications that things would come back bigger and stronger than ever before uh, have really proven to be uh, correct, and uh, we see that every single day, and this week is no exception. Uh, many, many more examples of how the travel industry in general and the cruise industry in particular have come back much bigger and stronger than uh, they were before COVID. Excellent. Okay, good. So we're going to take a little commercial break, and then Ron's going to come back and give us some of the good news in the travel industry. Here we go. You've been listening to the Harshman Travel Radio Show on Building Fortunes Radio with your hosts Pam and Ron Harshman and Peter Meagle. This special segment can be heard again with almost any device connected to the Internet by going to buildingfortunesradio.com. That's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. Listen in often and get to know Pam and Ron. Go to the buildingfortunesradio.com website to listen in to the show. No matter where you're at in life, you can benefit by listening to and by working with Pam and Ron. Let them book your next cruise, vacation getaway, or group event. Listen to Harshman Travel Radio and witness their ability to pursue their dreams in the field they love. Thanks for listening. And now, back to the Harshman Travel Radio Show. And we are back with Ron going to give us some good news. So, Ron, over to you. All right, Peter. Um, a number of good things happening this week. Within the last couple of weeks, um, I made the announcement that the Jacksonville... Uh, the port in Jacksonville, Daxport, had uh, unanimously approved uh, the decision to expand their uh, cruise line uh, occupation uh, beyond just Carnival Cruise Lines. Uh, and at that time, I did not know who the uh, additional cruise line was going to be, but I'm very uh, happy to announce that the uh, additional cruise line going into Jacksonville, effective November of 2025, will be Norwegian. And uh, that's one of uh, Pam and my uh, favorite uh, cruise lines. And uh, they have made a commitment to uh, go into Jacksonville, and they will be offering a number of of uh, 12-day and 11-day round-trip cruises to the uh, Eastern Caribbean out of Jacksonville. 
and uh, they will uh, be hitting a number of uh, very popular ports of call, and uh, they will be um, home porting the Norwegian Gem. Uh, will be uh, will be having Jacksonville as its uh, home port. So uh, people are uh, able to start booking uh, next month, and uh, as I say, it will be uh, their cruising will start in November of 2025. And obviously, there were uh, many positive announcements. Uh, both from Norwegian Cruise Line and from the uh, operators uh, of Jackport, uh, and they are both looking forward to a uh, long-lasting and uh, mutually beneficial relationship. And I think it, uh, it's good that we will have more than one cruise line going out of Jacksonville. It will certainly increase the traffic there, uh, and it will, I'm sure, have a major impact uh, on the uh, economy and on the whole social structure there. So very pleased to, uh, to see that. Um, Carnival Cruise Lines this week came out with an announcement of a new Trans-Pacific voyage for 2025, um, and that uh, ship will be... Uh, departing from Seattle, Washington in September of 2025, uh, going to Sydney, Australia, and they will be going through Honolulu, Tahiti, French Polynesia, and uh, New Caledonia. And uh, additionally, there are nine transatlantic carnival journey uh, cruises opening up for uh, purchase and uh, the, just to give a brief listing of those, they've got an 18-day voyage from uh, Long Beach to Yokohama. There's a 29-day journey from Bisbane, Australia to Seattle, Washington. 12-day cruise from Baltimore to Barcelona. 14-day voyage from Barcelona to Port Canaveral. A 16-day trip from New Orleans to Barcelona and a 14-day trip from Port Canaveral to Barcelona. Uh, and again, it's just so nice to see the uh, major expansion of the number of itineraries that are being announced by pretty much uh, all of the major cruise lines. Uh, so we've talked a lot over the last few weeks about a number of new ships, new programs on board, and uh, now we're also starting to see some announcements of um, a number of different itineraries and ports of call. So um, that's, uh, that's very, very good to see. Um, Princess Cruises announced uh, an all-time high in Alaska bookings for January. Uh, surpassing um, any previous January in the uh, cruise brand's history. And uh, again, we're seeing much uh, expansion of interest in uh, trips to Alaska. We've seen a number of the uh, cruise lines going there 
uh, increasing their itineraries, increasing the number of uh, ships that they have uh, sailing up to and in through uh, Alaska. So again, major expansion of um, ships and itineraries, and uh, obviously there's a lot more interest and a lot more reservations being made. Um, so we'll, we'll continue to see that, I am sure. Uh, an announcement uh, that came out of uh, Princess Cruise Lines with the uh, original Love Boat, those who are old enough to remember the Love Boat series on uh, television, uh, Jill Whalen was one of the original cast members, and uh, she uh, has been hired by uh, Princess to be on board uh, the uh, new uh, sailing to um, Australia, and what they are uh, seeing, uh, what they've announced, is a tremendous increase in the number of bookings on the love boat uh, of uh, weddings. And the um, main thing that they are saying is that uh, the Princess Perfect wedding packages are less than half the price of an Australian wedding and include everything uh, that a couple would uh, request and require. Uh, their wedding packages include a dedicated wedding specialist uh, who organizes uh, florals, photography, music, uh, fresh-baked uh, wedding cakes, etc., etc. Et and they are saying that there is a 127% increase in wedding ceremony bookings and an 83% increase in the number of ceremonies performed from 2022 to 2023. And um, Jill Whalen uh, made the statement, I was lucky enough to start on the love boat on board Pacific Princess from the age of 12 and grew up seeing some of the most amazing love stories play out on the show. As the celebrations ambassador of Princess Cruises, I am excited to see so many Aussies continuing to experience romance and share the love on board our cruise ships, just as I did all those years ago. So uh, things do come around. And uh, I certainly remember uh, watching uh, The Love Boat. That was a uh, a favorite show of mine uh, a couple centuries ago. Absolutely. Um, anyhow, Galveston, again, we're seeing Galveston in the uh, news a lot. Uh, they have finalized with MSC uh, Cruises uh, an agreement, an operating agreement for a fourth cruise terminal, and this port will develop the $100 million cruise terminal, a $42 million parking garage, internal roadway, and other improvements at Pier 16 starting in early 2024. And this is a uh, estimated $142 million project, 
and uh, it's a 20-year agreement uh, between MSC and uh, Galveston, uh, the cruise uh, port there. And uh, again, we're seeing MSC making uh, tremendous uh, commitments to the uh, North American market. And again, it's uh, very nice to see some of the older ports like Galveston uh, really benefiting uh, from this. Um, the uh, uh, interesting thing that and we keep hearing all these different tidbits coming out of Royal Caribbean regarding the uh, new ships that they have, the Utopia of the Seas, when it launches uh, next summer, uh, they are saying that they will have a uh, totally different dining uh, lineup. And uh, they will be doing three-night and four-night getaways to the uh, Bahamas, uh, special uh, visits to the uh, Royal Caribbean private island at uh, Coco Kai. Uh, but some of the uh, dining offerings, they uh, have Royal, Ra Royal Railway Utopia Station. They say this new dining experience combines adventure, food, and tech to travel by train. The journey starts with a pre-dinner with pre-dinner drinks at the station platform, where guests board the dining car for a culinary adventure, transporting them to any place and time from America's wild west to remote destinations across the globe, all without leaving the ship. Uh, they're going to have the spare tire. Guests can refuel with quick bites to keep the party going at this new poolside food truck, serving uh, pulled pork sandwiches, cheeseburger flatbread, daily rotating desserts, and more. They're going to have the Izumu and Izumu in the Park joining the Royal Canary Caribbean stable in its new Central Park location, a pickup window that serves up sushi, Japanese-inspired street food, and sweets. So in addition to these new dining experiences, the Utopia will also offer Royal Caribbean staples, including Giovanni's Italian Kitchen and Wine, Mason Jar Southern Restaurant and Bar, Hook Seafood, Chops Grill, and more. So those people who are looking to uh, eat until they sleep, aboard uh, ship, uh, Royal Caribbean is probably uh, on your uh, bucket list. Awesome for the foodies. Um, now, another thing that came out of the Bahamas, and Peter, you and I were talking about this earlier, uh, unfortunately, a uh, Bahamas resort uh, found that there were two Kentucky mothers who visited uh this uh, land excursion. They were uh, traveling on Carnival cruise lines, uh, and they claimed that they were drugged and raped by two employees uh, at this um, dining and drinking place. Um, the uh, difficulty is that uh, the uh, authorities are saying that the... Um, the video uh, records uh, of what happened 
do not match with the claims of the uh, two women, but obviously uh, it looks like something uh, did happen to them, which is uh, never uh, a nice thing. Um, the, I guess, uh, aggravating for me part of it is that right away you have an attorney jumping in uh, and saying that, uh, you know, they're going to try to prove that uh, Carnival Cruise Lines is responsible for what happened to these uh, two women uh, in the Bahamas, on land, nothing to do with Carnival. It wasn't a, uh, a Carnival-scheduled uh, land excursion where you had Carnival staff uh, with the people going to uh, visit this uh, drinkery, um, but yet the attorney is... Uh, uh, trying to make out that uh, Carnival has the responsibility uh, to not only warn people to be careful, but I guess to make sure that nothing happens to people, even if they are being careful, which was kind of aggravating from uh, from my perspective. But um, it's interesting because the Bahamian uh, government uh, came out with a uh, official uh, statement uh, saying that uh, the U.S. State Department Level 2 advisory, which is what's in effect now, uh, the Bahamian government says that that advisory has been in place for some time um, and that uh, the, uh, their commitment is to make the Bahamas a very safe place uh, and uh, to have uh, their visitors feel uh, comfortable and safe when they come to visit the uh, Bahamas. And it goes on at length to talk about what they are doing and how much they are doing to uh, make it a safe place. They make the comment that, you know, what is going on uh, is uh, usually gang-related in the uh, main cities and uh, that anybody uh, going to uh, any different country uh, has an obligation to be aware of where they are and what's going on and to, uh, to do their best to be personally responsible uh, for their own safety. And uh, I was very impressed with the uh, Bahamian government's um, statements and uh, obviously their concern for people, um, but by the same token, um, making the claim that uh, they are doing their best and they are seeing uh, tremendous increases in the number of people uh, visiting the Bahamas and uh, the number of uh, negative occurrences uh, that are going on uh, is very, very small indeed compared to the number of, uh, of people who are, uh, are visiting. Um, so, you know, it, it's simply a matter of wherever you go, uh, you have to be aware that there are uh, people out there looking to take advantage, and uh, tourists are an easy mark in most uh, situations. Most tourists have sensible uh, enough to uh, watch where they're going and uh, not fall victim. 
but uh, certainly we uh, do not see a turnaround where all of a sudden uh, the Bahamas are not safe uh, for people to go and visit. Um, they uh, depend on visitation basically from Florida, from Texas, and uh, they are doing their best to uh, provide a uh, safe and enjoyable uh, environment for people to come and, uh, and visit. Uh, last thing I wanted to say is that, uh, again, uh, an announcement from uh, Norwegian, and uh, they have announced um, their return to uh, South uh, Africa, and uh, they are uh, going to be uh, in uh, African waters, uh, going out of uh, Cape Town, and for 2024, they have increased uh, the number of sailings um, and the number of, uh, of ports of call. So again, we're seeing uh, the cruise industry coming back bigger and stronger. I would encourage any of our listeners, all of our listeners, that if you have any uh, thoughts of uh, taking uh, a vacation uh, trip, whether it be uh, a cruise or, or elsewhere, um, give us a call because many of the cruise lines right now uh, have a, a tremendous array of uh, very, very significant uh, money-saving offers out there. Uh, and as I've said many times on the radio show, uh, if you book a trip and it's uh, for some time out in the future, you can make a small deposit. Uh, that deposit is 100% uh, refundable to you up until the time that the final payment is due for the uh, trip. And uh, certainly by then you're going to know whether you're able to make it or not. If you uh, your plans come uh, through and you are able to uh, go on the uh, vacation that you've planned, you've locked into tremendous uh, savings and uh, extra benefits uh, to make the trip that much more enjoyable. And if things uh, don't turn out uh, positively and you're unable to uh, follow through, um, you haven't lost anything, and it's, uh, it's just uh, a wise thing to do if you're at all thinking about it, to go ahead and find the best uh, itinerary, the best deal out there, and to take advantage of it. So lots of good stuff going on in the cruise industry, and uh, we are seeing not only a, a full comeback, but as we've talked many times before, Peter, bigger and better than ever before. Yeah, it's amazing. I was... Um looking at what's going on in Jacksonville, and those boats are huge. I mean, they are just huge. And the idea that they're so close by. So for those people who like Florida, it's a great place to fly into. There's so many places to go, whether it's Jacksonville or down to, like, where, you know, down on the Miami side and all of that area. It's, it's loaded for cruises, so great places. And then um, for those people that want to hear this again, if you go back to buildingfortressradio.com forward slash Harshman, you'll be able to hear all this stuff again. But probably the most important thing is when you're planning this stuff, you've got to work with people that really are in the know 
and in the know of what's going on right now because so many things do change. So many opportunities open up, so many deals pop up, so many rules might be uh, that you might not know about on your own. So um, the, the more educated the travel agent that you're dealing with is going to be able to help you with, the better it's going to be for you. You're not going to have un- unexpected um, uh, surprises. So thanks for being here, Ron. I'll let you wrap it up. All right. Thanks, Peter. And uh, again, uh, as you were saying before, it is uh, time to start looking forward to uh, different vacation plans. Uh, people are booking uh, not only for 24, but into 25, into 26. And uh, Christmas is not that far away. Pam's all ready to uh, start putting up the Christmas trees again. So if you're thinking about um, having any kind of a trip over the uh, Christmas and New Year's uh, holidays, and if you want to think about Thanksgiving, if you want to think about even uh, some of the summer days, uh, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, um, and going on a cruise makes any vacation that much better. Have a good week, everybody. Excellent. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Harshman Travel Radio Show segment on Building Fortunes Radio with your hosts, Pam and Ron Harshman and Peter Meagle. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website to hear previous radio shows with Pam and Ron Harshman and Peter Meagle. Pam and Ron's success as entrepreneurs has allowed them to pursue their passion in the travel industry. Listen to Harshman Travel Radio Show and learn about Pam and Ron as they discover the joy that comes from being part of the travel industry. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. Pam and Ron Harshman and Peter Mingles and I want to say thanks for listening and ask you to spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world.